0: Time, I think two weeks, maybe three weeks, but we're back and dare I say better than ever because although we missed recapping it, don't that doesn't mean we weren't excited. The Bengals are the AFC North champions. They did beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and they are hosting the Los, the Oakland Raiders. Oakland, not Vegas, Sunday.
1: not Las Vegas, it's the Oakland Raiders.
0: It's the Oakland Raiders. So, Bengals win the division at 10-7. and seven. I know we missed recapping the Chiefs game, but I'm sure there are no amount of words that we can spill that encapsulates how awesome that day was to be a Bengals fan. Um, um, yeah,
1: I, I was in attendance of that game, and
0: – Yeah, how was the environment down there?
1: Well, the environment was amazing. Um, So we went to the Ravens game, um, and we talked about that a little bit. There weren't a lot of Ravens fans. That Chiefs game, there were a lot of Chiefs fans there. And it was awesome to see them talk a bunch of trash in the first half. Rightfully so. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had like 200 passing yards in the the first quarter. So um, rightfully so. But that comeback was insane. One of the greatest, I really, even a Bengals playoff win on Saturday, I don't think would top what I saw in that Kansas City game.
0: Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to top what we saw against the Chiefs. Um, I will say you heard it here first on our podcast that I did predict the Bengals to win that day. Um, Toot my own horn a little bit there. But irregardless, the Bengals are in the playoffs. We said that this was maybe a possibility – at the beginning of the season, but I don't think we actually thought that the Bengals would be in this position um, given what all had to kind of happen this season for the Bengals to get here. But goddamn, it is sweet to be in this position against a team they've already beaten to end the playoff drought. Yeah. And I I think we
1: expect, at the end of the year, we expected a, you know, I think the playoffs were a, a bare minimum, probably I'd say week 14, 15, I think right before that San Francisco, right before the chargers, when they were seven and four, right. Yeah. I th- We thought, yeah, definitely playoffs, but I was very weary about the division um, and Lamar getting hurt with the Ravens. They loot their, they, lo- they lost five straight um, Bengals beating the brakes off them and their backups. Apparently uh, you know, I'm I'm I what I'm trying to get at is I'm kind of shocked that we have a home playoff game. I thought it was going to be a you know a wild card, you know, road playoff game. But it's awesome for Paul Brown Stadium to get one more game, probably the last game this year at Paul Brown Stadium.
0: Yes, yes. So the Bengals are the 4 seed, Raiders are the 5, so the Bengals and the Raiders. The other playoff matchups this weekend, the Bills who are the 3 seed and the Patriots are the 6. Somehow the Steelers found their way into the postseason. They're going to get slaughtered by the Chiefs on Sunday night. Uh, The Chiefs are the two, the Steelers are the seven. The Titans get the first round by. So if all favorites prevail, the Bengals would be playing the Titans next week. But that's next week. And we want to talk about this week and the curse of Bo Jackson and everything that comes with the atmosphere surrounding a Bengals playoff game. And I will tell you, Last night, I rewatched the entire wild card game against the New York Jets from 2010. I was in attendance at that game. And today, I am rewatching the 2011 wild card game against the Houston Texans. So I'm sick and tired of watching the Bengals lose in the postseason.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, there's one main difference between those teams and this team. Um, and that is our offense could put up name, a number that the scoreboard can go up to. And I believe our offense could score that, especially, especially against a team that they already put up. What was it? 32, 32. 32. So, and, um, you know, I mean, let's talk about the tweet that, you know, you, you sent us a tweet that uh, yesterday, last night. Derek Carr I want you You talked about it Derek Carr in like what under 30 so, or 40 yeah. degree games 35 degree games
0: so Derek Carr is 0 and 6 in his career in games where the temperature at kickoff is under 37 degrees and the most points the Raiders have ever scored in any of those games is 17 points
1: so so so, so kind of get on that track what do you think the magic I mean this is just broad we're not we're not really getting into it yet but Magic number, you think, for Sunday? What do you think? 24? I think,
0: I think the first team to 20 is going to win on Sunday.
1: 20. You think the Bengals' defense is going to show up on Sunday?
0: I do. I do. And, you know, we need to discuss this because looking back at that Raiders game, what's that now? Uh, almost a month ago. It was week
1: 10. It was
0: week 10. Two months ago now, basically. Um that game was way closer than that final score indicated. Absolutely. And there are a couple of things that need to be noted from that game as far as game planning stuff goes and stuff like that. One of the key things being the fact that the Bengals will not have Riley Reef. and the Bengals got really, really poor play from their offensive line with Riley Reef in there against the Raiders the first time around. Um, And we just saw what Max Crosby did on Sunday night against storm pressures,
1: eight pressures.
0: This could be Max Crosby has the potential to be an utter game wrecker on Sunday.
1: Yes. Yeah, he does. But I I think the Bengals did a really good job. Although uh, Max Crosby did wreak havoc on them in that first matchup, they did a really good job while they couldn't protect the passer. They were running the ball really, really well against the Raiders the first time. And Joe Mixon was cooking. So you you basically got Joe Mixon off a bye week. Um, You got all the receivers basically off a bye week. I mean, Jamar Chase had, what, 30 yards. But it was – I mean, it was just a bit – he break the record. You got the receivers off a bye week. Joe Burrow didn't even travel. So he got a whole weekend to rest his knee and his body. I really – I'm drinking the Kool-Aid as our friend Jake Snead says, a little too much right now.
0: So that's important to note as well. So the Bengals activated a whole slew of guys off the COVID list yesterday. Hendrickson, Joby, BJ Hill, uh, Von Bell, um, Quinton Spain. Everybody that was on the COVID list, Joe Mixon, everybody that was on the COVID list for the Cleveland game is back on the active roster. The only guys right now that are, it, it, it appears in any sort of doubt, for Saturday against the Raiders are Cam Sample, Jalen Davis, and Ricardo Allen. And, oh, and Josh Tupo.
1: And you know what? If you would have told me that <laughs> at the beginning of the year that those are the only guys that could potentially miss the wild card game, I'd take it.
0: <laughs> and also activated um, Auden Tate's 21-day practice window. Yeah. Yep. So maybe could see him Saturday. We'll kind of keep an eye on that situation. But – yeah. The main point being, and I I, want to ask you this, is this, are we going to see, do you think, a replication of the game plan they used against the Raiders the first time? And that is just lean heavy on Mixon and let the game develop from there? Or are they going to use the formula that they've used the past two weeks, and that is Joe Burrow, we're going to put the ball in your hands 35 times and you're going to make plays, which – which yep. game plan do you think we're going to see on Sunday, and which game plan do you think we should see on Sunday?
1: So I think it will depend on the weather. If it's really wet outside, um, I could see them going with the mixing approach. Either way, I kind of see this game going like the national championship did last night. I think a so lot of hands, a lot of a lot of both offenses trying not to make the first mistake, maybe in the first quarter, trying not to give the momentum up, but. I really, really think that the Bengals are going to try to air it out on the, on the Raiders. And that is also dependent on, you know, if they can contain Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe is very good to other side. So it's not like they can, you know, add extra protection on Max Crosby because Yannick Ngakwe is going to get home. So that's going to be really important. But to answer your question, I'd probably say they'd lean towards the mixing approach first um, because it works so well the first time. And then if that isn't going well, um, I mean, it's a winner go home. So there, I trust Zach Taylor putting the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, uh, you know, trying to make something happen.
0: Zach Taylor, I think one, one thing that we can commend him for this season is I think he's recognized the situations where he needs to basically throw out everything and just say, I have to do this yep. so that we can be aggressive in this situation, whether that be getting behind by 14 to Kansas city and just putting the ball in Joe's hands and saying, we're going to totally forget about running the ball and we're just going to let Joe go throw for throw. So I have faith, like you said, I have faith in Zach Taylor being able to adjust in the game. And let's not forget, that's not John Gruden that he's coaching against either. And it's not exactly the most experienced postseason staff or team that he's going against either. So it's a lot of similarities between these two teams and what they like to do. But but, I think – that what we're going to see on Sunday, similar to what you said, is a much more aggressive approach of, all right, the the, the Raiders couldn't stop Mike Williams on Sunday night. Yeah. Let's throw the kitchen sink at him with T. Higgins, Jamar yeah. Chase, and Tyler Boyd.
1: And, and also, you, you have to think that they, it, it's kind of what Kansas City did that first year. Now, I am not comparing Mahomes' first season to Joe Burroughs, while Joe Burroughs had a fantastic season. It is not what Patrick Mahomes' first uh, season as a starter was. And nor am I comparing Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is still a lot better than Burrow at the moment. But Kansas City just said F it. Uh, our quarterback's better than your quarterback. And we're gonna put the ball in his hands 35, 40 times. And, and and we're gonna call 40 passing plays. And if he and if Joe wants to change it to a run, you know, by you know, let let, let him do him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we're not going we're not gonna lose this game because we're being too passive. Um, I think that's gonna, I think that's something that they're not going to let happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, so looking at this in the grand scheme of things and kind of the main storylines that, that I think I'm watching for in this game is, and the NFL really did the Bengals a favor, putting this game on Saturday, considering the Raiders have to fly across the country on a short week after playing on Sunday night in an overtime game where they had to play all their guys.
1: Also, very emotional. Very emotional game on Sunday.
0: And the Bengals, meanwhile, sat all their starters, um, played a throwaway game in Cleveland on that Sunday. That game
1: also, first of, just real quick, that was the worst game I've ever watched in my life of football. Yes.
0: Prayers for anybody that had the Browns minus six because I don't know why you bet that, but that game must have been torture to watch.
1: Hey, I took, um, I took Bengals money line.
0: but nonetheless I think one of the overriding storylines this week is the Bengals are the fresher team. The Bengals are the healthier team. The Bengals have home field advantage and a team coming from the desert who plays indoors and practices indoors, having to come into the cold weather and play a team that beat them up the first time all signs point towards the fact that the Bengals should should win this game. And then you realize the Raiders have sneaky talent at every level of their offense and defense that can really, really change the game.
1: Yeah, and I think the, the also another part is the Raiders' DBs are not very good.
0: They are not very good. Um Casey Hayward is a solid player, and I think Faison is their other starting DB. He's a solid player, but it's nothing like the DBs that Jamar Chase has exploited this season, Marlon Humphrey, um, to name one. So, you know, I, I think what you're looking at is this is a game that you should win, but the Raiders have enough in Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Brian Edwards, Deshaun Jackson over the top. They have enough to scare you to the point of, oh man. We've kind of seen this before,
1: yeah. No, um, and we saw last time the Bengals play the Raiders, they they contained Darren Waller. Darren Waller had what 115 yards, but no touchdowns. So it's going to be interesting to see how they contain him because he is fully healthy again, and that's really really going to be hard, especially for Carter Allen is out.
0: Yeah. And and I think another important thing to note is when you go back and look at the Bengals Raiders game, the Raiders, for whatever reason, it appeared, didn't try to push the ball down the field, didn't really try to throw the ball. And on the one drive that they did, remember that drive, it was like three plays, 75 yards, bam, 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 Waller, Moreau, Waller, or Waller, Waller, Moreau. Some sort of combination. They threw three passes to the tight end, got 75 yards, scored a touchdown in like a minute and a half. And yeah, I,
1: I, I'm, I'm just kind of scared that, you know, Derek Carr is the type of guy who, you know, I would say Derek Carr is a top 10 ish quarterback,
0: meaning he played really well this season.
1: Yeah. And, and, and he's never going to be a Mahomes. He doesn't have the stealing of Joe Burrow. But I think what he does have is people believe in him. It's kind of what you see with Burrow. People believe in him. They elevate their playing level because they have a guy who they believe in, and who has so much confidence. And Joe Burrow and uh, Derek, I almost said David Carr. (laughs) uh, David Carr stunk. Um, They're bad. bad. Um, Joe Burrow and Derek Carr have a lot of qualities that are very similar. They're both,
0: you know, they're very,
1: very great leaders very confident and like very confident to the, to to the point where it's like almost cockiness.
0: You know what I mean? That's the one that comes to mind with Derek Carr.
1: I mean, they're both very accurate. I mean, they don't miss a lot of balls. If if somebody's open and, and also if they both have protection, it's going to be a long, long day for the scoreboard because (laughs) that thing is going to get lit up.
0: Yeah. I, I could envision the Raiders coming out much more aggressive than we saw them against the Bengals the first time around, not the least of which reasons being that this is win or go home. And I know it's kind of like, well, duh, but you, especially with a team like the Raiders, with all that they have been through this season, Gruden, Ruggs, uh, I think one of their other DBs got a DUI, injuries, everything huh. that they have been through, this team has yeah. nothing to lose.
1: No, they're playing with house money. It's kind The Bengals were playing with house money until they beat the Chiefs, and now there's expectations.
0: Yes. This is scary for a number of reasons. And what we've seen in the playoffs in the past is teams that can run the ball and stop the run and play good special teams are really, really hard to beat in the playoffs. The Raiders can do two of those things. They can run the ball, and they play really good special teams. So,
1: yeah, they they probably have a top five punter, A.J. Cole, in the NFL. And I would argue that Daniel Carlson is probably a top three kicker.
0: Daniel Carlson has been very good for them this year. Um, And like I said, I rewatched the Jets game. I've totally – maybe I just selectively walked this out of my mind. Shane Graham missed two absolute chip shots in that game um, for the Bengals. So, Uh, The value of having a good kicker in a game like this cannot be understated. And think back to when the Bengals beat the Raiders in Las Vegas. You saw Evan McPherson uh, hit like a 54-yarder, and the Bengals' special teams really had a good day that day with kicks, punt coverage, and everything like that, um, especially against the talent that the Raiders have on special teams. And the X factor of this game, Hunter Renfro. Has,
1: hasn't he scored a touchdown in five straight games? Is it a five? Some systems like it, He is unbelievable. Um, and it was kind of funny. I remember when he came out, everybody's like, oh, blah, 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 he's the next Wes Walker just because he's like, you know, his body type. But he legitimately is a good NFL receiver. Like he's really, really shifty. And I think he's gonna cause a lot of problems, especially with a, a healthy Darren Waller coming back.
0: Yeah, and um, like we said a couple minutes ago, the fact that they underutilized him, it felt like so much in that first matchup, feels like we could have been set up for a big, big Hunter Renfro sort of revenge coming out tour game against the Bengals um, in the second matchup of the season. So it's definitely something to watch there. But outside of that, the Raiders kind of have a dearth of weapons at wide receiver. I mean, you're talking about a group led by – Brian Edwards, who, you know, he's a solid player, but he's not anything that you change your game plan around. Darren Waller, on the other hand, is one of those players you gear your entire game plan to stop. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, the Bengals got burned by George Kittle. They've had real trouble stopping tight ends. So, and, I mean, they had a hard time stopping Darren Waller the first time when they actually threw him the ball. So, it's going to be interesting to see. I think Darren Waller will definitely be the X factor. I now I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but uh, Mike Hilton was graded the highest in zone coverage by PFF this year, which was awesome to see because oh, I'd yeah. argue he was the Bengals second best corner with Cheeto being here. But I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how they try to contain Hunter Renfro in the slot. And beca- because of Darren Waller X factor, but also, the Raiders outside receivers I mean yeah you said Brian Edwards they don't really have any not one of them scares me and that's saying a lot because we still have to start Eli Apple and I'm still not scared so
0: I have uh, the Bengals pass defense ranks in the bottom half of the league bottom five of the league in yardage allowed um but for some reason it feels like you actually have some good confidence in Chi Bay, Awuzie, Eli Apple, Trey Waynes, Jesse, and Bates. Jesse Bates and Von Bell back there to, to make plays and do a good enough job that it's not a uh, glaring weakness for the team. Now, that being said, I think that there should definitely be some concern if the Raiders do decide they're going to air the ball out on Saturday. I think there should be some level of concern of the fact that when the Raiders do like to air it out, they like to air it out and chuck it deep. Deep. Yeah. That's so that,
1: that, that was the problem against the Chiefs because I don't really count lots because of game. Um, so the Bengals last real game, um, sorry Browns fans who thought, you know, a win's a win, I guess, but not when all the backups are playing, but, uh, uh, So the last real game the Bengals played, I mean Mahomes did that a couple times. The Bengals got really lucky when Von Bell knocked that ball out of uh, Tyreek Hill's hands when Mahomes just chucked it deep. I can see the Raiders trying to do that a lot because of you know I get Eli Apple's played you know solid solid solid-ish as of late, but the Bengals to me just seem very prone and maybe it's just like Drake Kirkpatrick in me, very (laughs) prone to forty-yard DPIs this week.
0: The Bengals have had issues with the explosive plays. Um, and the Raiders just do a great job of getting to their stuff, which is explosive plays. And now he's old, but Deshaun Jackson still has that speed. Zay Jones, although it was questionable, drew a PI penalty last week that set the Raiders up right on the doorstep for a touchdown. I mean, these are things that if I'm Lou Anarumo, I am very, very, very aware of the fact that the Raiders, yeah, they do kind of try to dink and dunk you with Hunter Renfro, but for the most part, it's Darren Waller down the seam and taking it way up top on deep posts and go routes.
1: Yeah, and let's also like not ignore the fact that the Raiders right now are running the ball at an extremely high clip, um, and that's really how they've won. What did they want, four in a row? four in a row. Yeah. That's how they've won their last four games as you know, Josh Jacobs. So, and that's something the Bengals do well. So I'm hoping the Bengals can at least take away their play action game where they're not really scared about the run. I'm not really worried about the Raiders running on us as much as Derek Carr, you know, kind of haven't, he either has one of those games where he's league average or he has one of those games where he's a top five quarterback. And I'm really hoping we don't get one of the games where he's a top five quarterback.
0: Yeah. He is a very, he seems to be very variable. little alliteration for you. Very variable in his uh, performances and and, and the fluctuation, like you said, of good one week, average the next great one week, below average the next. And let's against the Bengals the first time, he was just average.
1: It's kind of like Justin Herbert. Like, we got a Herbert that was very good that week. Um, But I think, you know, another math term here, uh, the standard deviation of uh, of Derek Carr is a lot more – is a lot broader than I would say Joe Burrow.
0: That's enough math terms for the day. But, yes, I agree. I am much more – I have much more faith in Joe Burrow not replicating what he did against the Ravens and the Chiefs, but being – a 100-rated passer, making the right plays, making good decisions, diagnosing coverages, and all of that stuff. And I just have faith in him sort of diagnosing everything that the Raiders are trying to do to him, especially since we've seen that teams that play Joe Burrow for the second time usually, do it does not usually go well for them. Uh, The Browns are the only team that comes to mind that have done a good job against Joe Burrow multiple times. But, I mean, Joe Burrow, the second time he plays you, he's going to figure out kind of what you're trying to do. And the Raiders run this old Seattle deep cover three, and they make you take the long ways. But if Joe Burrow finds some sort of weakness in this Raiders defense, which is most likely – going to be their slot corners and their outside linebackers he is going to expose that
1: absolutely and uh let's mention a uh, quick quick fun fact uh raiders defensive coordinator gus bradley was you said the old seattle cover three uh the old uh, defense who that made richard sherman a hall of famer um uh he was the D coordinator for the legion of boom so that's kind of cool to see that defense kind of replicated but Joe Burrow said, I listened to this press conference. Uh, I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was today earlier. I don't know. Uh, I just watched it today. Um, he was saying how, you know, the first time against the Raiders, he didn't have to do a lot. He had to make solid throws. He had to move the chains. Um, he didn't have to force throws to try to win the game. Um, and he was talking about he didn't care if he threw for zero yards. If they won the game, he's happy. And it's awesome to hear somebody talk like that because. It took Patrick Mahomes until they were three and four this year to realize that. That you don't have to you don't have to chuck the ball for 350 yards a game to win a game in the NFL. It's just not sustainable over a long period of time.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So that's that is basically what this game boils down to is and you know you can say this about every NFL game, but this game's gonna come down to who can win in the trenches. Can the Bengals, who get Quentin Spain back on Sunday and Trey Hopkins back, and we'll see what happens on the right side of the line. Maybe it's still identity. We don't know. Um, Can the Bengals at least slow down Ngakwe and Max Crosby enough to let Burrow cook? Or is this going to be a game where the Raiders are able to get the Bengals out of their stuff, out of the gate? And the Bengals have to shift the game plan on the fly, and just pound the rock uh, all afternoon. And then on the other side, can the Bengals get pressure on Derek Carr? Because we we've, we've seen when Derek Carr gets put under pressure, he gets happy feet, and he likes to start running and and doing bad things with the football.
1: Yeah, he does. He gets the happy feet.
0: I he think the not real X factor quarterback.
1: Yeah, I really think the X factor on defense is going to be Trey Anderson. It's Trey really going to depend on it because we saw last week, dude. We've been talking about we, this was our concern. The Bengals still need another edge rusher, and I get it. Sam Hubbard didn't play, and Trey Alexander didn't play, but their backup edge rushers are just atrocious. So hopefully, going to have I mean, Terry Henderson's going to have to play really, really well. I keep saying it's on Saturday, um, in order for the Bengals to have really any shot of stopping. Mr. Carr
0: yeah let's hope that um, uh, Cam Sample is back just to add some more depth to that position luckily for the Bengals they will have three starting caliber healthy linebackers for the first time and it seems like forever with Bailey Pratt and Wilson sounds like it could be a law firm there
1: yeah. Marcus Bailey played really well last week
0: yes he did like he was flying around out there Um, and the loss of Josh Tupo is nullified a bit because Mike Daniels was a man possessed, uh, on Sunday against the Browns, making tackles for loss and and all that stuff against what is probably the best interior O line in the NFL. So, um, think Mike is going to be active? I think he's,
1: you think Mike Mike Daniels will be active?
0: I think they're going to bring him up to replace Tupo, uh, on on Saturday. Um, So with that being said, that's kind of all that needs to be said about Bengals Raiders on Sunday. We've already talked about the last game that the Bengals and the Raiders played not being exactly representative of what we expect this game to be. I think this game is going to be more of a shootout, uh, and apparently so does Vegas, over-under set at 49. Uh, Bengals are a six-point favorite, which is the most points they've ever been favored by in a playoff game in their history
1: really is that is that is that is that true
0: they well they opened at six and a half and that was the most i think six is tied for the most
1: so when when they played like tj gates were they were they not favorites
0: nope the they were six the the most recent time that they were six point favorites was against and this this situation bears extremely similar parallels when they played the chargers in 2013 they were six-point favorites, a team that they had beaten on the road earlier that season. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Wow, I didn't know. They were six-point favorites against Philip Rivers? That's crazy.
0: And they lost that game in – 27-10.
1: Oh,
0: God, that was a miserable day. Um. But yeah. So the Bengals are minus six. The over/under is forty-nine. I'm going to throw it over to you for a prediction, and then I'll give mine. And then I got a nice trivia question for you today.
1: All right. Um, you know, I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in the culture, Zach Taylor's. You know, I, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to let this team lose to the Raiders. Um, I hope somebody doesn't send this clip to Brendan because I, I I feel bad. I don't want to trash talk because. Both of our teams made it. We're just happy to be here. But if we lose to the Raiders at home, when Joe Burrow's been looking to end the 31-year playoff drought, I don't think we're ever going to win a game. So I'm going to go 28-17 to 17 Bengals.
0: All right, so you got a Bengals cover in the underhand. I will, I will say one thing about this. The curse of Bo Jackson started in 1991, the week after the Bengals won – their last playoff game, January 6 1991, for all those of you curious, probably some of you w- listened or watched that game. The Bengals curse, playoff curse, started with Kevin Walker breaking Bo Jackson's hip on a tackle in the playoffs, division round of the playoffs. And I think that this weekend that curse ends against the same team that it began with. I am going to take the Bengals by a score of 28 to 20. I just think that at the end of the day, the Bengals have too much momentum going right now. The Bengals have too much of an advantage because of weather, because of health, because of a myriad of reasons. I'm going to take the Bengals 28. I'm going to take the Raiders 20. I think my bold prediction for Sunday, CJ Uzoma gets into the end zone twice. And we see our first Bengals playoff win and the first time a Cincinnati sports franchise has won in the playoffs.
1: 1995. Uh,
0: 1995. So there we go. Both of us have picked the Bengals. This can surely only end well. Um,
1: it will end in depression and sadness. And uh, where do we usually pick? Where do we pick? Usually, I'm going to guess pick 2023. 20,
0: yes, yes, yes. Hopefully the mock draft uh, episode is we next week. Um after this game is over. <laughs> so, we've both got the Bengals and and that is very, very, very petrifying for anybody that has ever watched this yeah. team in the postseason. But this is a new Bengals team, and that's why I think we're both thinking they can win. They're only so two how about we do two trivia questions today. All right. First trivia question: who are the only players on the current Bengals that played in the last playoff game?
1: Okay, I'm going to guess C.J. Uzama. Is that right?
0: That is correct. Kevin Huber. That is correct.
1: Clark Harris.
0: That is correct. Is it only three? I believe it's only three. Trey okay. Hopkins might have been on the roster, but I don't think he took snaps in that game.
1: It was the year after Jesse Bates got there, correct?
0: No, playoff. It was the two years before Bates and Hubbard. Oh, you're
1: got- right. Bates was drafted in 2018?
0: Yeah, yes, yes
1: uh 19
0: 17 18
1: this would be his fourth year
0: he was drafted in 18 because his rookie year was 18 okay
1: okay okay okay.
0: yeah because they can't pick up the fifth year option on him because he wasn't their first round pick that year
1: oh you're right he was second he was second
0: god dang billy price hey
1: billy hey we got pj hill i'm fine
0: (laughs) all right so the second trivia question and this is about as Bengals as you can get. I texted you this in our group chat the other day. Um, the, the Bengals have made the playoffs seven times since 2000, since this new uh, way of playoffs began, where they played two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, up until last year when they added the seventh team in each conference. So the Bengals have made the playoffs seven times in the last 21 years. How many of those times have they played in this exact time slot? And that is Saturday at 4 p.m. The answer is five. The answer is five. It was. Against, I saw it
1: on Twitter, too.
0: It was against the Jets uh, in 2009. They played on Saturday afternoon. It was against the um, – well, it's easier to just say the times they didn't play on Saturday afternoon. It was 2013 against the Chargers. They played Sunday at 1, and in 2005 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, they played on Sunday as well. So this is familiar territory for the Bengals.
1: It is. I'm kind of surprised um, that we weren't the night game on Saturday.
0: Well, I will tell you, I think that as far as appeal goes, I think the number one game of the weekend that I want to watch is 49ers-Cowboys. I think that is going to be a great game. I agree with that,
1: but I think Bills Patriots. You've already seen it twice.
0: Yeah, but you get the boring both times. You get the appeal of Belichick.
1: You also get, I guess, you get the potential leak effect snow on a Saturday night wild card playoffs in Buffalo. I get that. I do get that.
0: I think they're trying to. Because I'm not going to sit here and
1: tell you that. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Cincinnati is a better atmosphere than Buffalo
0: because it's, so, it's not. So, with that being said, I think that's all we got. Yeah, Bengals. on Sunday at four thirty, we will be podcasting. Saturday at four thirty. Saturday at four thirty, we will be podcasting regardless of the outcome. We will have a podcast episode recapping our joy or our depression. And hopefully, hopefully, we're looking forward to a second-round playoff matchup with either the Tennessee Titans or the New England We can't play the Steelers, sadly. I wish we could.
1: I know. I'm kidding. I know.
0: No, yeah, yeah, Hopefully we don't play the Bills. That's the only team I don't want to play. Um I agree. Alas, we don't have control what we do have control is how loud we cheer for the Bengals on Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> and that's all I got to say. I think we always Who end it- Who, Who they think going to beat them Bengals? Not Derrick Let's hope it's not the Raiders. See you guys.